Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world, with your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. All right, and welcome back to the show. Let me get my calendar up here. It is uh, Thursday, July 11th, 2013, and took a little break from Independence Day weekend last uh, week. I hope everybody had a good 4th of July and some of you made it home. And uh, Donna is over here with me, as always, just typing away on the keyboard over there. And I think she knows. You do know the show is on now, right, Donna? Okay, she's nodding her head. So welcome back to the show. Uh, glad you could join us. Uh, just going to have a uh, open lines discussion again this evening to uh, just let you decide where you would like to take us, whatever is on your mind and the the world of trucking. I put some kind of little idea up there about the uh, driver shortage and finding trouble uh, with uh, finding new drivers to hire and, you know, just the same old thing that's been going on for years. Uh, Motor carriers, they continue to have a hard time finding new hires, even with a downward economy like we're still in, main reason being uh, the description and low pay and lifestyle of the profession. Same thing that we've heard uh, you know, for about the last uh, 30 years or so. But uh, anyway, we'll get rolling along here in a little bit. Take your calls uh, as they come in. And um, we do have a, uh, an important announcement I just want to kind of get out of the way here in the beginning. This be, uh, has to do with the uh, 2013 Truck Driver Social Media Convention. Uh, unfortunately, uh, late uh, this past June, just last month, Donna started having some health issues, as many of you know, the um, battle that she uh, continues to uh, to fight, but um, had some problems come up uh, last week, uh, so we decided to make the call and postpone the event until 2014, and uh, although it was a difficult call, it was really the only sensible one we could make. It's a lot easier to call it now than to possibly have to call it later, and we didn't want people to already have their airline tickets and other expenses uh, that they had already engaged in, so we wanted to call it early enough to prevent anything like that from happening. And Donna, she's still undergoing some tests, uh, just had some blood blood work and an MRI and and several things going on, and um, still still undergoing some tests, and we'll know by next week a, a plan of action to take to uh, hopefully resolve things. But main thing is that she gets better, and that's what we are working on. So we want to thank everyone who has been so supportive of the Truck Driver Social Media Convention, including our speakers, special guests, and, of course, our sponsors 
who have so generously uh, supported us. And we know uh, we know it's kind of a disappointment, but let's just have everyone well and healthy. And we all know how fast time flies, and it'll be 2014 before we know it. And for those who have purchased tickets, uh, obviously we'll be refunding payments. Uh, the same goes to supporting sponsors. Um, Donna will be handling that as I'm I'm busy with work and, and other things that I'm dealing with. We had well over 100 already. Uh, last time I saw it was well over 100 that had already been uh, been purchased. And so Donna, one person is going to be handling all that, but those refunds will be going out as fast and as efficiently as she can do. So just ask you to be please be patient. If you have already uh, reserved your rooms at Harrah's, you know, you would want to call contact Harrah's directly, and uh, you won't have any problem uh, getting a refund from Harris if you do it here, you know, right now, and there's plenty of time for that. So we decided to call it to give it enough time for, you know, there wouldn't be any problems like that. So uh, that's where we stand on that. And, again, we appreciate everybody's uh, support in that, and hopefully we can uh, start looking towards 2014. Um, but, again, okay, open lines discussion. Donna, did you have anything you wanted to add? or No, I just uh... – I want to tell everybody that I'm going to miss everybody this year, but, um, you know, just keep the prayers coming. I'm reading the chat room, and I did receive quite a few emails, personal emails uh, and text messages, um, and it was very encouraging, and I really do appreciate all the prayers and support. And, um, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a fighter, and I'm tough, and uh, I'm just going to battle it, and I guess... I know a few of you know I'm I'm really <clears throat> trying not to use um certain drugs that you know are recommended because of the side effects so um you know bear bear with me I'm I'm just going to fight it out and see what I can do um natural remedies and things like that so I'll let you know <laughs> Yeah I know we're um really trying to fight that one they're wanting to put her on a uh a drug that is an injection drug where she would have to give herself an injection once a day. So, no, once every two weeks. Oh, is that once every two weeks? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is uh, one thing that we are trying to uh, desperately avoid. But, hey, she's hanging in there, and she's uh, she's doing uh, okay right now, so we'll get this show rolling. Uh, Texas, Delaware, North Dakota, Missouri, Texas, uh, that's all the ones I have labeled now and all the others on the lines. I appreciate it. We'll try to get you in just as fast as we can. Stick with us. And um, oh, I tell you what, I'm going to grab this one call real quick, Donna, because I think this is Desiree. Okay. And we just made the announcement for the Truck Driver Social Media Convention, so it all comes in in uh, pretty good. So uh, let me grab her real quick. And um, Desiree, welcome to the show. I know you had a you don't have much time, and you had an announcement you wanted to make. Yeah. Hi, Alan and Donna. Um, yeah, I'm hey. Calling hey, Jennifer. How are you guys doing? Um, okay. Yeah, I just had a statement from Hope Rivenberg that she sent over and that she wanted me to read, and um, and it goes like this. While we are all very sad that we will not be seeing one another at the Truck Driver Social Media Convention this year, it does not impact the data collection for the 2013 Truck Parking Survey and Truck Parking Focus Group that is still underway. The data collection will continue as scheduled until August 1st, 2013, 
We encourage drivers to participate during these few final weeks. At the conclusion of the data collection on August 1st, we will be compiling it into a public presentation that will be available in various social media networks and delivered to the Department of Transportation personally by me, which is Hope Rivenberg. Um, she wants to thank everyone, especially you, Alan and Donna Smith, for all your hard work. Thank you, everyone who has participated in the collection of this valuable data from the truck driver's perspective. I truly appreciate you all. Sincerely, Hope Rivenberg. Oh, that was nice. All right. Well, that's good. To, that's good to hear because I was just talking to Donna before the show. You know, Donna. You know, she's she's really bummed out over the convention and everything and all the stuff that's going on. But I said, you know what? That still isn't going to affect the survey because that's still going to make it to DOT, still going to make it to FMCSA and be integrated in their studies. So no loss there. So it's still moving forward and sound sounds good. And okay. um, <clears throat> so any anything about. Um, uh, pre pre a presentation, I mean, there, there really isn't going to be a presentation, or is that too early to say? There's going to be a presentation, but it's going to be a social media presentation. And, okay. um, you know, that ultimately that this data um, was collected to go in the end hands of the Department of Transportation, and it was just sort of a a little added uh, benefit for us to be able to give it at the social media convention up on the stage for the attendees there. But, um, you know, um, that was not really going to be the end result. And what we wanted to do with this from the beginning was get it into the hands of the people that make the decisions of where this truck parking could possibly be. Okay. So um, we will. We are having a meeting this weekend, and okay. we will keep everybody posted. But most importantly, everybody still needs to participate in these last final weeks. Yeah, so, absolutely. We'll get that. I see Richard Wilson has put the link out um, on survey the Survey Monkey link uh, for everybody to take the uh, survey. So that's out mm -hmm. in the chat room right now, and we're going to be um, all pushing that uh, some more also. Okay. Um, it's up on the Real Women Truckers Facebook page as well. I put it up last night, probably the second link down. It got uh, retweeted around Twitter a few times once I did it, and we'll put it out again. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so yeah. much for calling in. and um, Yeah, you're right. I am pretty bummed out, uh, but... You know, it'll be okay. It'll it'll all work. It'll all be good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Desiree. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for we'll sharing it with us. Hi. Right. Thanks a lot, you guys. I'm gonna right. um, get off the line and get back. Um, yeah. Happy birthday to uh, to your friend. <laughs> I'll tell her. Thank all right. you. All right. All right. Bye -bye. Th thanks. Bye. Right. Okay. So the. Truck driver survey still moving forward, all that, so that's a good thing. Link is in the chat room and uh, uh, all over the Facebook pages. Everybody knows well, so okay, that's a good good deal. So we will take a quick break, come back with your calls. Uh, Texas area code 210, you'll be up first when we come back from this short break, so hang with us. You're listening to Truth About Trucking live on Blog Talk Radio. 
Alan Smith will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. Hey, thanks again for listening to Truth About Trucking Live. And I want to tell you about XRS Corporation and how they're leading the way for the industry's mobile technology. XRS puts the power to improve every aspect of trucking in the hands of the ones who matter the most, the drivers. Named to honor the natural evolution of Zada, their previous name, and Road Science, their ongoing business focus, XRS is a company and a breakthrough mobile technology platform dedicated to alleviating the increasing demands on drivers owner-operators, and fleet managers. XRS is leading the trucking industry's migration to mobile devices for collecting and analyzing compliance and management data. Through XRS, fleet managers, owners, and drivers can collect, sort, view, and analyze data to help lower costs, increase safety, attain compliance with governmental regulations, and improve customer satisfaction all through their mobile devices. Their simple plug-and-play solution eliminates costly equipment purchases, installation, and training by delivering intuitive cloud-based technology built directly through all major wireless carriers to virtually any mobile device. For more information, visit them at xrscorp.com, and you can also find them on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. XRS Corporation, dedicated to making the life of the driver easier. Learn more about their breakthrough mobile technology platform. Check them out at xrscorp.com. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Uh, open lines discussion. You take us where you want to take us. Uh, trucking topics. We'll go to the great state of Texas first up, area code 210. Go ahead. You're you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, good evening, everyone. This is Jeff. How you doing? Hey, good, Jeff. How are you? Oh, not too bad. I'm actually over Mississippi, but I am working my way towards Texas so I can go take some time off, and so is uh, Debbie. She and I will both be uh, 
office next week. We haven't seen each other in a couple of months, and we're ready to get off road for a while. <laughs> well, I can definitely understand that. Yeah, believe me, it's uh, after a while you just burned out. But I mean, but anyway, just to get right to the point on things, I just uh, you know I know the convention has been uh, postponed and everything, but I still want to thank you guys for the opportunity to speak at the convention and. Uh, Hope that uh, Donna gets better soon and everything. But right now, her health is the biggest priority of it all, so the convention can wait. And uh, we're always going to be there with a uh, purpose to try to at least uh, come up with solutions in the industry. I mean, like I've been saying before, anybody can sit around and complain about things, but together as a group, we're here to uh, come up with collectively come up with solutions. I'm very proud to be a part of this. Oh well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's really a, a, an event for those who want to be active and um, you know positive and support one another, not necessarily agree with one another, uh, but to to be able to debate or or discuss and then encourage. And I think that's a very important word. So um, I agree. So we're. I mean, we are going to make it happen, just not uh, not right away with the thing that it is. We still have a uh, job to do, folks. We can't just uh, sit around. We need to take time to think about how we're going to improve things in this industry. And like I say, right. uh, the, BS, the BS has got to stop. we got to take things forward to make things happen. Absolutely. So, you know, we have an entire year now to really, you know, Make it make it bigger and better. I'm reading in the chat room now. I think uh, Richard said better, be- better, bigger, better in 2014. And a lot of people um, are saying that. A lot of the emails, I just got one from Lone Mountain, and they said the same thing. And so it's very, very encouraging because, um, you know, we really were, um, you know, bummed out about the whole thing. But you had to be realistic and you know, you just don't want, I mean, I'm an optimist, and I can say, oh, I'll be all right, I'll be all right, everything, the tests will come out all right, but you have to be a realist, too, and, and, you know, just, so we decide just to make the call, but I'm at peace with it now, to be honest, I'm I'm a little bummed out, but uh, I'm at peace. Well, just look at it this way, a good slogan to go by is a bigger, stronger team in 2014. Yeah. Yeah, so you know that that helps me, and and plus I I can't tell you I mean I had to, you know, write you and call you and all the speakers and everything beforehand before we made the announcement, and um, really the encouragement was was so was so nice and the prayers, I got such a beautiful letter from Kyla Lieberg of Truckers Against Trafficking and. Um, you know, it, it, it was really, you know, I really appreciate everybody. This, this really made me appreciate everybody even more than I already do appreciate them. So, thank you. But yeah, you're right. Getting to your to your comment that yeah, it is a place for people to um, to come together, and it symbolizes that also. Um, it, it tells everybody, you know. Symbolizes unity. We need to uh, think about it. Is we need to stop the infighting in this industry. We need to come together with uh, solutions and try to take things in a better direction. Because right now, that saying uh, "unite, we stand, divide, we fall" uh, has never had any more meaning than it does right now. That's that's you're exactly right. And even you know, if people can do little things in between the convention, like little spinoffs, 
And then, you know, that that could be going on too. I mean, there's a lot of things that could be done with 4 million drivers, you know. But we'll see. Exactly. It's all about taking things in a better direction. So we're uh, hopefully we're going to collectively make that happen and uh, and move forward. I mean, we can't uh, we can't continue down the path we're on right now. We already know that. Right, right. Well, I'll tell you, I'm I'm encouraged to hear Hope's statement tonight. Um, she's still gun ho, and um, the rest of the group, Desiree, Rich, Andy. I spoke with Andy. And everybody's still gun ho on it, so I hope people aren't associating the truck parking survey with the convention and assuming that you know that that's not going to go on because that's not the case. Uh, the presentation was kind of like an extra perk at the convention, so that everybody there could be you know to witness it live. Uh, but this presentation, this uh, survey, and the the results are still going to be going to the DOT and are still going to be uh, evaluated as such. So it's still very, very important. I really appreciate that call. As a matter of fact, um, Alan's going to be writing up the announcement about the convention, and, you know, we're definitely going to have to make that, you know, the case that, listen, the truck parking survey is still going on. So um, we need to share that link. Good that you uh, mentioned that uh, the uh, convention cancellation is not going to have any effect on that. I mean, I don't care if anybody's going to convention or not. They uh, need to participate in that survey and be very straight up about it, too. I mean, I've been getting some input on here recently, and I'm really hoping uh, that uh, we could probably get somebody's attention with this. Yeah, well, I think it will, and I think it's a matter of it. This is, this is a case where... Social media is really going to have to show what it's meant to do. And um, regardless of what's going on uh, in Kansas City or not going on in Kansas City, this really has to be the main focus right now for the next 20 days or so. And we can all do it. We can. And um, we need to have a surge for this to show the enthusiasm, the importance, the vital importance of more truck parking. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll really have to focus on this for the next three weeks because she's, she's called the date August 1st, which happens to be my birthday, everybody. So, that's a that's a good date. <laughs> there you go. Well, anyway, I got... Uh... I'm going to be on hold just listening uh, here for a bit and everything. I'm not going to take it too much time because I know other people got to get on here and talk to. But uh, I'll be listening and, uh, you know, look forward to uh, seeing what's going to happen in the future. I'll be calling in. Okay. Well, we'll we're definitely going to be keeping in touch with uh, with everybody. So, okay. you know, yeah, it's it's just I'll, I'll be definitely keeping in touch with you guys. Well, you know, it just doesn't end because there's no convention. We're all over the place, so. And now, I'll have all my results. Huh? We're still got convention, but not right away. That's kind of a better way to put it. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we try to remain October to be the month. Everybody looks forward to October. So I'm sure it's going to be in October again. So it's just a, yeah. a, a postponement. Yeah. We don't want to start changing dates and, and everything and drive people crazy because, you know, it's like GATS. Everybody knows GATS is August. Everybody knows Matt's is March. 
and they associate these things, you know. So we, we, we're trying to establish that. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing people probably could do is uh, we could probably have a uh, small gathering of uh, people at the uh, OYDA, uh, was, I can't remember what they call it. It's pretty sad when I write for OYDA, but I can't remember the name <laughs> that I've been through after October. It's a, uh, like a it's their 40th anniversary. anniversary. Yeah, 40th anniversary party. I mean, I, my mind went blank when I went to say something about that. But I'm thinking uh, this far ahead, of time, if we're going to be taking a little bit of time off during that time of year, it may not be a bad idea for some of us to get together out there and uh, try to have a little bit of camaraderie, you know, try to you know, work on uh, developing some solutions. Right, right. So, you know, uh, things can can happen there. That's what I'm saying. You know, there there could be a lot of little spinoffs, you know, from the idea of the convention. Um, and it could just be like a, a momentum growing with people of unity. And that is the key word, unity. So, you know, that's what, why I, I remain optimistic uh, about a lot of things. So. Oh, yeah. Well, social media keeps rolling along, so... <clears throat> And uh, you you had you got something from OIDA. They were inviting us to that and everything in October. Mm-hmm. My my next vacation is I, October. Something we're going to have to to give. But um, I got some beautiful um, emails from a lot of folks at OIDA. You know, Sandy, Narita, um, Mark Reddick, um, Carrie. Um, I don't want to leave anybody out. So you know, and and they were really, really beautiful, supportive emails and concern. And like I said, I'll I tell you what, um, it really encouraged me and and took away the, the, you know, less bummed, if you know what I mean. And everybody said the same thing. 2014 is going to be bigger and better. So... <laughs> Well, we got to work on getting you better now. So, uh, all right, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Uh, next in line, I uh, got a whole bunch of callers, boy. We're going to try to get to everybody. Uh, next in line, uh, New Jersey, area code seven three two. Go ahead, you're on the show. Alan, how you doing? I'm good. Who's this? James Capizzoli. Oh, hey, how you doing? How you doing, Alan? Hey, it's the first time I talked to you. Yeah, I know. What's going on? Okay. Well, nothing much. I was just making some chicken over here, cleaning up the counter a little bit, and uh, I noticed that you sent me a message. You're going to be on the radio here. That, uh, you know, my my thing is is like, you know, I you know I never knew about these data cues, and I never knew, you know, how new is the data cues? I I didn't hear what he said. Uh, the, he wants to know about data cues. Well, they, they it's it's been around um, a while actually. Uh, I see Rich Wilson in the chat room. Um, DataQ is is so if you have something on your um, like a violation that isn't correct, you can you can just go to the FMCSA site and file a DataQ. Now, from what I understand, um, if you're a driver, your company has to file it. But um, oh, Richard's in the chat room and he's saying hi, James. So. Um, but uh oh, here let me get a uh, get the red guy on here uh is he on is he does he have his hand up uh i think so is that richard richard wilson that you yep that's you uh, well listen i got a, a question about the data queue and we got a regulations guy on so i thought well what's a good time to bring you on james is one of my clients oh. yeah james james is one of the guys that has jumped on to uh, the 
program I put together for owner-operators and individual drivers. Um, we are going to be following. Uh, James had a, several accidents that weren't his fault, and we're going to be following data cues for James and try to get them removed from his uh, PSP. The PSP okay. is um, abstract, correct? No, it's not quite the abstract of what we're used to, James. Um, it's what happens is uh, the go the federal government, the FMCSA, realizes that there's a problem because accidents aren't based on fault; they're based on recordability. And what we're going to do is for you, we're going to go through the list of act with the information you sent me. And we're going to follow data cues, and we're going to say, listen, this has affected your PSP. And what we're going to do is we're going to file for what they call a rededification to where we're going to get those removed from you because they were not fault, because the government has no place in the system to determine fault. All they have is a system to determine what is recordability. So um, I, I got a message from him, from James today. Uh, I was extremely busy today. But uh, we are, I, I'm going to follow the data cues. I'm going to get up with you, get some more information, and we're going to try to get these removed from your data site. Right. I mean, see, my thing is, as I go for a job and I, I show my abstract, and he sees these on the abstract, yeah. and he's like, well, I need to know what the officer thinks. Well, if I'm driving straight down the road and a car hits me on the side, you know, Absolutely. And, 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 and fortunately, but unfortunately, um, the system doesn't deter, determine fault. It only determines recordability based on what the regulations are. Right. But I'm going to get up with you. We're going to get together. We're going to go over this. And James is one of the first people that has um, contracted to use my individual driver owner operator program that I've, I've got out there that's, that's like 99, 100 bucks a year, where I represent James as his DOT guy. And I'm really looking forward to it because that's what I like to do. And we're going to fight it, James. We're going to fight it, brother. Okay. So so basically what I've done is nothing's going to – I mean, nothing has to show or, or does it explain to the employer what happened? How does well, that the thing about it is what I'm going to do is I'm going to take and file data cues against the, the – the information you've given me, and I got I got to get some more information. But the thing about it is, I'm also going to train you and 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 tell you how to approach your new employer. So when you do go to if you do go to a new employer, I will tell you what to tell them, so they don't look at it in a negative fashion. Okay. Um, just to clarify this, Richard, <clears throat> um, when when someone wants to file a data queue, 
Can an individual driver follow a uh, file if he's working for a company, or does the company? I want to because I, I think it's the company, right, that has to no. file unless the person's no. an owner operator. All right, can you no. please? No, the individual okay. driver. The individual driver, if he has evidence, can file his own data queue. We have. Okay. I have finally got that straightened out in Washington. The driver okay. can file his data queue. Now, the old system, or when I say the old system, the current system is such where the company had to file it and then the driver did. But if the driver can prove and we can go to the individual citing um, officer and send the data to them, they may drop it from his PSP. Okay. Okay. And the PSP, James, is really just like your CSA. I mean, Richard, they're pretty much the same thing, only they're not allowed to call them the same thing, right? Sure. Their accountability of the driver's violations based on the seven basics, and the driver is accountable as well as the company is, but the mitigating circumstances, and if you present it in in such a way, they may remove it from the PSP, but they don't have to because there's no accountability on the truck enforcement side of it. So mm-hmm. what I'm doing for James is, and what, what my program that I've developed for drivers is, I know what how to say it and pr- provide the evidence to them and have it, it may not be removed from the PSP, but when James goes to apply for another job, I will train him in what to tell them so the PSP will have a explanation of why he got what he got because the system is an unfair system. Mhm. Mhm. And, and, and of course, we've had many talks on that. Right. But the thing about it is, I mean, these guys and gals out there will not get the program for them, and that's what I have specifically set up is this program for the drivers that I will fight on their behalf on the PSP or the CSA level where nobody else is doing that right now. Um, Rich, i got a question for you. Um, I mean, I already went in there and I said to him, you know, I explained to him the kind of problems I had about wires and things like that. I mean, people parking in loading zones and cutting you off as you're, you know, backing into a loading zone and stupid things like that. And I, you know, they just need, that's the other thing I want to ask you. Um, do you, uh, can you get copies? Because I have two accident reports, okay? I don't have the other two because the company didn't want me to go pick them up at the time. Uh, I had another one where on Route 78 in Hillside, New Jersey, somebody emerged from the express lane, plus there was one lane close to the left, and a person comes across the, the median, not the median, but it was a merge over. You had the express lanes and the local lanes, and the lanes were narrow because of construction. Well, I swerved a little. I thought I was going to be all right. I didn't want to hit the other guy. that had nothing to do with it. 
Well, I ended up pegging the guy that cut me, that, uh, you know, squeezed in between the trailer and the yield. You know, his mirror hit the wheels on the trailer. Right. So I, I don't have a, I have a call-in accident report, and I do have the accident report number and the person that I spoke to. So they don't turn around and say it's a hit and run, because this guy was in a hurry to go back to California. It was a rental car. But I do have that information if it helps. Yes, that will help, and I will get that. I will get up with you. We, I mean, we have, might have to pay whatever the state requires, but as the uh, person involved in the accident, you have every right in the world to file for their um, accident report and have that sent to you, and we will get that with you. And, I mean, if we have to pay 15 bucks or whatever it is to get that report, uh, that report, <clears throat> and we will file that, against the recordable accident, and that is what our goal is, to have that re- removed from your PSP, because once we get the, all the data and the information together and we and we send that to them, they have to put that in front of a committee that is in charge of New Jersey um, truck enforcement, and if we can prove to them without a shadow of a doubt that you avoided the accident, you were not involved in the accident as far as fault. We have to show the feds the determination of fault. And once we mm-hmm. do that, we can get that removed from it. Hopefully, there's no guarantee, but, you know, I'll work for you. But <clears throat> we get that removed from that, and then your PSP should clean up. Okay. Now, now the other thing is, is um – I mean, I went for the job, and I did explain that to him. I mean, you got to be nice. I mean, obviously, I mean, if you're going for a job, you're not going to tell him what you're going to do, what, what I'm going to do, because obviously it's going to sound like that I'm telling them what to do. And I know it doesn't work like that. I mean, I'm just trying to think of how – I mean, how could you explain something like that? Um, it's one of those situations where I have to – you have to have the knowledge of putting in the, into the words what they want to hear. We just wanted to see the the I mean the accident report. I don't have them all. I got two of them. I don't have them, but I do have the records. You know what the company gives you. You know in the envelope that they put in the truck. You know if you have an accident, you write it down. Right, right. We well, have that information. Now I don't know. If you we're going to take that and we're going to compare that and we're going to file for the accident report, which you have a right to get because you were involved in the accident because fault fault is not. It, fault, you got to remember, with the new system, fault is not an important factor. The government has even said that, that the local police are not well-trained enough to determine fault, but yet fault is a determination of post-accident drug testing, so it must be a consideration. What we're going to do is we're going to take all the data that you're going to present to me, and I'm going to compile that, and I'm going to present it to them in a educated manner to where they can see where, hey, fault or what we call preventability was not an indicator in this, that somebody ran into you, and hopefully that the committee will remove that from your PSP. But I'm going to tell you something. He, James is one of the guys that has worked my system that I have developed for 
individual drivers because the drivers don't have the capability of getting a representative that knows how to deal with a federal motor carrier or this or the state enforcement and he's he's contacted me and contracted with me and the program that I've set up for drivers and the advocacy for drivers and small carriers is exactly what he has subscribed to and I will work for him to get this removed whatever it takes and I mean that is a you there's not many drivers that can get a DOT guy on their side for $99 a year and I'm no, that's very unbelievable. Proud. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm very, that's a... I am ahead. very proud that he is the first person that has subscribed to this service. And trust me, James, you have no idea the amount of work that I've been putting together for you. And when I prepare it, and I will copy and paste and send it to you, that what we are going to explain to them, and I will be contacting you to get more information later, but they're going to understand the difference between a preventable, non-preventable, and fault versus recordable. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing. you got to have somebody who knows what they're doing, but... Um, hey James, appreciate it. Got to move on. Got a bunch of other callers, but you got you got the red guy working for you, so um, that's just a plus on your side. But I got to move on. Trying to get everybody in here. North Dakota, uh, area code seven zero one. Let me pull you up here, and then we'll go to Missouri and Colorado, and uh, have a few others here. But North Dakota, area code seven zero one. Go ahead. You're on the show. Hi, Alan. It's Deb. Hi, Deb. Hello, Deb. Hi. <laughs> How are you guys? Uh, John, I'm so sorry to hear about this. Oh, I'm going to be cold. Don't worry. It's all good. Oh, I know <laughs> you are. You're tough Italian woman. You're going to beat the That's crap right. out of this. That's right. Uh, Alan calls me Rocky. <laughs> there you well, go. <laughs> um, I had an interesting situation happen this week, and I'm going to try to leave out, like, company names and stuff, but I was picking up at a a company that a lot of us pick up at, not regular drivers like Jeff and the rest of them out there, like grain hoppers do. And um, we got stuck there for quite a while because of something with the plant. And um, the guys were talking with the guys who were loading us on the CB, you know, and you can hear the conversation and, and they were, you know, how long are we going to be here? You know, we've been here this long already, and now it's longer yet. And the guy says, don't worry, we'll cause the computer to malfunction to where there won't be a time stamp or a date stamp on it. Wow. Wrong. Wrong. And a lot of these guys, Wrong. I'm serious. I mean, I left, and I made it to a safe place, but that was as far as it went. And I know a lot of the other guys drove all the way you know, got down there. So I got to go now. I just thought I'd let you all think about that for a while. <laughs> Bye. Well, that's, that's, Alan, I mean, what do you think about that? That's just, uh... yeah, well, I think it's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's a point that, uh, I was going to kind of bring up anyway, because, uh, you know, we, this new HOS rule, you know, just kicked in now, you know, it's kicked in July 1st, the 30 minute break within eight hours. And 
none of that's really going to matter. None of that's really going to change anything. It's not going to change fatigue it, because there's always a, there's always a way around those things. And um, uh, take the uh, take take the thirty minute break rule. You know that's just the new rule that just went into effect. Um, you know you can be at a shipper or a receiver, get there in time within the eight hours. You know, let's say you're at the you're waiting at the shipper for you know an hour. Okay, well you're actually you're actually on duty, not driving. You're still on duty, but you could show 30 minutes of that hour as your break off duty and and meet the regulation. You didn't really get a break. You didn't really get rest from your fatigue. That's just one simple way of getting around these regulations. So, I mean, they can keep throwing these safety regulations and changing the hours of service and doing all this for safety and fatigue, but the bottom line, how the industry works, how the how the motor carriers think, how the drivers think, there's always a way around it, and that's just one way there. And um, Deb brought up another one that I hadn't heard of, but, you know, these computers are just machines operated by man, so and they can manipulate them. So there's always going to be a way to get around any kind of regulation that they decide to throw in there for the sake of safety. You see what I'm saying, Donna? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's just another way. You know, I mean, I ran into a driver the other night who was – uh, trying to, uh, you know, he's trying to had had a big schedule, trying to fit in that 30 minutes. Well, then he got hung up at a at place where he was loading, just like I was saying. And uh, I mean, he was held up there for a couple hours waiting to load, which technically is on duty, not driving. Um, but he squeezed in that 30 minutes during that two hours and he met the regulations and he was still running but he never he never got any rest from his fatigue so all these uh all these new regulations for safety and fighting fatigue is is really just really just kind of silly richard i mean there's always a way around these things oh richard's still there yep i'm here uh, oh there you are yeah, one thing you can do is the new regulation also uh, accommodates when um, drivers are in, in, in a uh, scenario like Deb was, they can um, log off duty because the new regulation that went into effect also has a off-duty um, where you're not responsible for the load and it's it's designed for day cabs that don't have sleepers but it doesn't say that you can't use it to go off duty when you're in that situation and and accumulate that into your 10 hours off duty um where you if you're not responsible for the load you can go off duty and incorporate that within your 10 hours yeah, you can. In fact, I think the really the only the only ones who really legally have to um, log it as on duty, not driving, are the hazmat haulers hauling uh, the uh, the uh, Division One hazmat. Right. But, um, right. Right. But other than that, I mean, if you're hauling Class Three or you know, like I haul Class Three, uh, I can show off duty. Now, my company wants us to show it as on duty, not driving. And that's their prerogative, and that that's okay too. But really, only 
only hazmat division ones are the only ones really who have to have to log it as on duty not driving everybody else can do it off duty but there's but there's just there's little ways around that too you know i mean if you get held like i said if you get held up at a shipper for an hour and you're actually really on duty waiting to get loaded uh you know you can squeeze that 30 minutes in there and who you know who's going to know and and uh you know who's going to really care so i think well, the re- regulations like that really really serve no purpose do what now if you incorporate that like in other words the new regulation that came out stated that a driver that is not responsible for loading or unloading while waiting can ac- accumulate the time if they go to off duty and and can incorporate it in their 8 and 2 split so oh yeah you if you're there even though you have a sleeper it doesn't matter anymore if you're waiting to load you can accumulate that towards your eight and two. So in the scenario that Deb was in and a lot of other drivers who were there at the same place, if they're going to be there for eight hours, then go off duty for eight hours because sleeper or non-sleeper, you can accumulate that amount of time and work that in your favor. Yes, the two-hour portion of it will go against your 14, but if you're there for the eight hours, then you can go off. Du- you can go off duty for that full eight hours while she was waiting to load, and then go back on duty. And she only has to take two more hours, and then she gets her ten full restart. Right. The problem. The problem was was that I was only there. I think it was like five or six hours. And yeah. Basically. My 14-hour clock was shot. There's no place there for us to park. You can't sleep there. The nearest place to park was, I think it was, what, 62 miles away, which I did that because you're supposed to be allowed to get to a safe haven, so that's what I did. Right. But the rest of the people, well, not all of them, but most of them, um, when I got down to our unloading spot, we're still down there waiting in line. How long were you there, Deb? The place that I loaded at? Yeah. Two o'clock in the afternoon. No, wait a minute. What time did I get there? I got there about four. Because I, I was there from four to, I think, I, I left there a little bit after midnight. Four to midnight? It was something like that. Okay. Yeah, be- so four to midnight would have been eight, eight hours. Um, but they gonna- stopped loading me at 11.30. They stopped loading you because you were loaded? Yeah, I was loaded. All right, so 11.30. So you could have done 4 to 12, which would have been 8, and then you could have added that to your 14, drove to a safe haven, which would have given you additional. You only needed two hours, and you would have had your 10-hour reset because the new regulation states that, as long as you're waiting for a load, you can log that as off-duty and incorporate that into your eight and two ten hours. Right, and I understand that, but that doesn't absolve us from the fact that I've been up all day. I've been up since 7 o'clock that morning. Well, yeah, I understand that. And you know, and there was no way I was going to drive all night. That's putting myself and others at risk. And it just well, amazed me that these other guys, that they do it all the time. They don't even think twice about it. And it's considered 
normal in what I do. Well, if you did, don't did, drive like that, you're abnormal. Did, during the eight hours that you were there, okay, mm-hmm. did 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 you have the opportunity? Were you not responsible for moving the truck? Were, I mean, could you have laid down and taken a nap, or did you have to be available? I had to be available to move my truck up. That's on duty, not driving. Then it, yeah. Then it, yeah, that's immaterial. You, then what you would have used was a purveyance of convenience, which would have gotten you to a safe location for you to take in your full 10 hours. Yep, she's still there? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm trying to deal with the service, man. I had a blown tire here on the side of the road, and it wasn't just the tire we found out. He had, I also blew the airbag, and there was something else under there. So he's got to run back and get parts, and I was trying to deal with him while dealing with you guys. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. No, that's all right. No, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm, trying to no give you, I'm, I'm trying to give you options. Oh, yeah, I know the options because I used them. I did do the correct thing. My right. my problem is what I was appalled at is the fact that the the entity that loaded us didn't even think twice about making it look like we could run as ever long as we wanted to. I mean, they're encouraging the behavior, and this is how come we have rules and regulations coming down the pike is because of stupid places like this. And then the stupid idiot drivers that are fine, hey, I can log it however I want it. I can go. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, well, that, 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 that's that's why I say these regulations don't really mean anything because there's always going to be a way to get around them, and uh, and that's exactly what they do, and exactly exactly what they did in your case, Deb. I don't. Well, I mean, the, the other thing too is, and this is the question I've had that I don't understand, and I wish somebody could explain it to me. If all of these rules and regulations regarding our hours of service, regarding our weight how much weight we can haul in our trucks is all about safety, then why do they throw them out the window anytime there's a natural disaster? Because, because, let me tell you something, it's not about safety. They have used safety as an excuse to get the regulations in. It's all about the safety advocates of this country that are trying to manipulate the regulations because they had a family member that was killed. It's not because of what reality of what really goes on in the industry. And unfortunately, that's what we have to deal with right now, and that's what the high priority is in Washington. And you're absolutely right, Deb, and what, I mean, the way, the way you explained it, that when you needed to drive 62 miles to find a safe place to park, okay, then we need to understand what the rules and regulations are of purveyance of convenience because purveyance of convenience are in there so you can find that safe place to park to get your 10 hours that that is required by the federal motor carrier because that's what the circadian rhythm of sleep is that you need 10 consecutive hours uninterrupted off duty so if you use the purveyance of convenience because of the situation that you were into and you were waiting to load and then you moved the truck to a safe location, as long as you can prove that that was the closest location for you to rest at, then you use purveyance of convenience. Yeah, and it was. 
you know, I was able to log it, though, like you said, where, sure. you know, I showed time off, you know, the eight hours in the bunk and everything. I just don't like doing that because, you know, again, here again, rules and regulations do not tell the exact truth about what a driver has been doing, just like an EEOBR can never tell the exact truth. You can tell when that driver logs in on that truck, but you don't know if he's been up for 24 hours before he ever got in that truck. Let me tell you something. Until they put biometric uh, sign on, you don't know who's behind the wheel of that truck that's compiling that data off the ECM and the EOBR. So no, you don't. you're right. You're absolutely right. But in your case, where you're an owner-operator and you're a single-unit operation, purveyance of convenience would come in to keep you from being in violation of the current regulations the way they're they're set up. Well, I must have done something right because I got nailed at the Kansas scale. I got inspected at level two, and it was really wonderful. They were wonderful people there. And the lady looked at my logbook, and she said, at least I can tell you're not trying to falsify anything. She said, we have these drivers that come in here, and they show like a half-hour unloading, and then they show eight hours of driving. It's just the perfect little logbook. And she says, I can see here where you've been trying to make sure that you're logging it you know, somewhat as you go, and she said, that's a good thing. What so, about I, I mean, said, if she looked at document, it really document, closely, document, document, if you Well, I have, document, a, I have a question. I have a question yeah. for for everybody on the line. And it to me, not a driver and just listening, does it make sense that perhaps some of these regulations should be directed at the shippers and receivers instead of the drivers? Shippers well, and receivers are not governed should, by the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. You can't okay. do anything to them. You can't touch them. No. Okay, so, no. but does it make sense that these are where the regulations should be? If they, I know you're saying that they can't, but does this seem to be the, the problem or a, a major source that's one of, of the, the problem? That's one of the major problems. It's a big part of it. But you're not well, going to regulate. Yeah, because, not mean, going to regulate it, it, a. You're not going to regulate private companies. No, they're not. But they can because, regulate me, and I'm a private company. Yeah, but that's. Nah, that's stretching it a little bit. But. But, 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 but the thing but, about it is, that FMCSA will tell you, when I've been over in Washington, that they have no regulatory jurisdiction over shippers and receivers. But okay, who period. could? Who could? Congress? Um, yeah. Department it of would Labor? have to. Uh, but yeah, I still, I, I still, that, I still Alan, think you'd have, have to get. I, I still think Alan, you'd have to get Congress involved in there. Well, the, to to regulate the drivers by through the Department of Labor, we would have to be labeled as skilled labor. And we're not able to skill labor. So until Washington wakes up and 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 classifies truck drivers as skilled labor, we don't fall under anything. I know, but the, I'm talking about the shippers and receivers. If there was going to be a regulation, FMCSA can't touch them. No, but I believe no, they're not. That they're, they are not commercial motor vehicles in interstate commerce. But I believe Congress shippers and receivers. I believe Congress could. It would have to be an act of Congress. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. and Congress isn't going to because the constituency and the lobby force that's going to come out of the shippers and receivers are not are not going to let any regulatory aspect of the Department of Transportation affect them. And it's been something we've been dealing with for 40 years. Yeah, I know. Um, I tell you, let, let, thanks, Deb. i got to move on. I still got, I've just got callers popping up here all over the place. Been, been holding a while, Missouri. Let's get you on here. Uh, let me pull you up here. Oh, okay, keep spinning and spinning. Let's see what's going on here. Okay, Missouri, area code 314. You're finally on the show. Go ahead. Who is it? It's D. Hey, D. How are you? I'm doing fine. I wish you felt better, but I'm pulling for you. My oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going good. My question is really simple and easy. The, the, you said that you were going to refund our money for the convention. Yes. How about just hanging on to it for the 2014 convention? Well, I like it a little confusing. So um, I probably will just refund them. And it's not going to happen overnight because there's a lot of things, you know, i got to go look into, you know. But it, will, it won't take too long. But, um, you know, and I thought about that because I had a feeling, you know, there's going to be a few people who are going to want to do that. But um, I think what I'll do is I probably will just end up uh, refunding everybody. But I appreciate okay. you saying that. Um yeah, it's encouraging to know you're already looking forward to going to 2014. Oh, Keith is going to be so devastated, but he'll be okay. <laughs> so, um, oh. I, mean, I just thought maybe it would be uh, easier for you, less bookkeeping, you know, for you to do just to keep it. But and it's fine. However, whatever you need to do is fine with me, and we'll be there in 2014. So. Yeah, I know, I know, and uh, I pre- that's that's encouraging. Thank you for for calling, Dee. I appreciate that. And tell right. Heath that I am going to miss him. What a great guy! We had so much fun at Matt's uh, together. He's he's an Englishman. Is he still here now, or is he back in England? No, he'll be back. We um in August. He'll be back. He's working right now. Okay, he's okay, so he is. And sets up stages and does sound for um, concerts and stuff in the U.K., well, in all of Europe over there. That's what he's doing. He does that through the summer, and then he can come over here in the fall. So, Well, what a great guy. He's the big Kenworth guy. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I enjoyed, enjoyed him so much. So, um, yeah, I will miss him. Okay. All right, well, you take care, and that was all that I had. Thanks, Dee. I'll miss you, too. <laughs> Bye. All right, thanks, Dee. Appreciate it. Colorado, uh, area code three zero three. Go ahead, you're on the show. Hi, this is Kari. How are you? Hey, Kari. Sorry it took so long. I'm just trying to get everybody on here. What's going on? Oh, that's okay. Not much. I just wanted to talk about missing truck driver a little bit. Um, you guys wrote a great article. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I got a lot of response. And Donda Williams, who's the widow of the first missing truck driver that started the group um, when Mark went missing, the group started as a result of that search, um, wrote a 
really powerful message about what the experience that she went through and how devastating it was that she couldn't get law enforcement or anyone else to help her. And the only people that she had to fall back on were her friends on Facebook. And it just kind of goes to show you the power of social media and how it, far we've it, come. We're up to 4,100 members. And how many? Over how many? Posts. 4,100. Wow. And 8,000 likes on the page. That's so awesome. And and you're absolutely right because that video that was in the article, I believe um, we actually got it from your page on Missing. And it was that video from Fox News that showed this driver who had been um, missing for uh, months. I I can't remember how many months. Three months. And that the body was already so decomposed, they couldn't even tell who it was. So, you know, and this is with law enforcement looking for this truck, because it's impossible to find a truck in a truck stop almost, uh, because, I mean, they're coming, they're going, you can't tell who's been there. And even for law enforcement, it's difficult. And the GPS systems, half of them are down, and they don't pick up the trucks that are that are missing. So you know you can't rely totally on that. So this is this is a service for professional drivers that everyone needs to support. And uh, and our families, because what John experienced and every other family out here when a driver goes missing is their worst nightmare coming true. Sure. Every time a driver leaves, if if the family can't be in touch with them, they they imagine all these horrible things going on. I mean, it could be as simple as the phone's just dead or something. But then if the company doesn't hear from them and the family doesn't hear from them, then it gets scary. And law enforcement actually is embracing this missing truck driver uh, concept as well as the trucking companies because they need help. And when you have, you know, 4 million drivers, let's say even only only 10% of them looking for a truck, that's 400,000 people in and out of truck stops looking for a truck, chances are you're going to find that driver. Mm-hmm. Well, one other statistic I want to share with you is the last missing driver that we had done in Texas um, three weeks ago. Um, we had 98,000 reach on that missing driver between the page and, or just from the page and the generated posts off the page and the shares. 98,000, that's almost a few thousand. 98,000 what, Kari? I couldn't hear you. Uh, the reach. The total reach. Oh, the reach. Okay, the reach. That's quite a bit. That's almost 100,000 people that that alert. And and with the expansion, I'm, I mean, really, Missing Truck Driver is in its infancy stage, and I hope everybody gets to read the article. Um, it's on com. And it's the top article, so when you hit Ask the Trucker, that's the one that's going to be there. But really read this uh, and and realize the importance uh, of this this website and this service. And uh, Kari, could you tell everybody a little bit about the um, 
the fundraising and why the funds are needed and the T-shirts and 501Cs and the whole nine yards, please. Well, that costs uh, a lot of money, and um, we've reached a point where we're able to attend truck shows now. Our company has been very generous and sponsoring us and going to GATS and the Expeditors Expo. Elida has been very generous, and they are sponsoring us for um, a booth at the 40th Anniversary Bash in October in Kansas City. That's wonderful. And all of this costs money. Even though people are donating those spaces to us, we still need money for brochures and postcards and to print T-shirts and banners. And the advertising and the 501C and, and, you know, and I know you and Lee have been paying for all this, and uh, even though you haven't mentioned it, but I personally know you have, and... um, and it's you know we we all need to chip in. I mean, if everybody just throws in a buck or buys a T-shirt, this is going to help tremendously. So where can they where can they get these T-shirts? Um, well, we're doing a the... pre-sale on the T-shirts, and they're available through the website missingtruckdriver.com. And there's a drop-down menu. You can go in and order your size and the quantity that you want. Um, we're doing a pre-order special. $10 for size of small to extra large and $13 for the 2X to 5X sizes. And the shipping is $5.50. I'm, I'm not making any money on the shipping. That's what it costs to do the priority mail. So, Right, um, right. You know, it's it's very reasonable. I mean, you know, you're, do- you're, you're helping a cause and you're creating awareness by wearing the t- T-shirt because every time somebody sees you with that T-shirt, they're going to think, oh, what is this? And then that's how we spread things around. So, um, yeah, is there anything else you want to say about that? Where are you going to be? I've got 20 decals left, and they're $5. And Dale DeFord has been generous and given us space on his server, and he's upgrading our website, which is awesome because we just did not have enough room to put everything on there that needs to be on there, such as missing drivers. And who is that? Could you say that name again? Daryl DeFord, he has Darryl the DeFord. Fallen Truck Drivers Ward for um, Fallen Truck Drivers Wall. The Fallen Truck Drivers, okay. Yes. On Facebook, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, thank you to 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 Daryl. Um, that was really generous. You know, and that that's a. I don't think people realize that's a money saver right there. Is to donate. Uh, a, a server. I mean, it costs a lot to have these websites up. So, um, thank well, you, Daryl. With overwhelming response with the pre-orders on the T-shirts, and I'm really happy. I'm really excited. We're going to be ordering them this week. So, hopefully, um, when we get back from the expeditors' exposition, we'll be able to get those shipped out to the people that have already purchased them. And I haven't been able to thank everybody because the people that have ordered them are not on my friends list. I want to extend an extreme debt of gratitude to all of the people who have ordered T-shirts. Well, absolutely, because you know they're they're supporting supporting the cause. So we need to just keep sharing this. Um, this is really really important. I mean, it's awesome that you have over four thousand people in the group, 
Um, now we got to get everybody proactive in it and and make it, you know, so that it's an everyday name. In other words, you know, all drivers know what missing truck driver alert is. Just like they know what FMCSA is, they need to know mm-hmm. what missing truck driver is. I never dreamed it would be this big. It's, I'm just astonished. <laughs> well, that's and, a good know, thing. I mean, I'm all the time, and it, you know, people keep joining and joining and joining, and I don't know where they all come from. But I don't know. Rich can probably tell us how many truck drivers are out here in the United States, and that four thousand is only a small fraction. So we still have a lot of work to do to get the word out. And, that's and, we, can. and we can. Yeah, that's why we're going to truck shows. All right. Well, sounds good. I appreciate it. Where are y'all at now? Uh, we just pulled into the office in Las Vegas. Oh, oh, oh back boy. in Las Vegas, huh? Well, I tell you what. Hey, are you getting are you are you getting that smoke from that fire out there? Um, it's really cloudy. It's kind of rainy and icky. Because I just heard a few days ago there was just a, 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 a like a, a sheet of smoke across Las Vegas. There was some kind of fire out there. Maybe they put it out. That was a couple of days ago. I haven't heard. Yeah, I did. there was a fire too, but I'm not seeing any smoke, just a lot of clouds. Well, hit hit those blackjack tables and send me what you win. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys. Thank you and take care. All right. Thanks, Corey. All right, appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, that, that thing really has taken off, hasn't it? Oh, it's incredible. Uh, people, you know, I mean, they realize how serious it is because... Usually things die down, but this is the case where there's uh, at least one driver a month going missing. And and when that happens and that gets posted on the Missing Truck Driver Facebook page, it gets shared virally on Facebook. So then the interest it keeps running. It's It's like it doesn't lose. It's not like a fad, you know, oh, there was a driver missing last year so they started a page no it's continually and you know like they found linda richards like a a couple months after mark and thank goodness they did find her she was found sick in her truck and the gps was broken in the truck so they couldn't locate her so people are they see the reality and the need and it scares them uh, so that's why it hasn't died down. It's not a fad. It's real. It's needed, and people do support it. Now we just have to create more awareness, uh, and so that it's a, a, a daily name in, in vocabulary for drivers. Well, I tell you what. Let's take a quick break, and we will come back, and we'll probably wrap things up here. Just stick with us. Uh, let me see where I'm at here. Make sure I've gotten everybody. Um, Looks like it, unless somebody pops up. But hey, stick with us. We'll be uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Truth About Trucking live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. Heads up, truckers! Are you looking for deals on trucks? 
trailers, parts, or equipment, or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking, and if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95, and it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to Truth About Trucking Live. And I want to tell you about TCRG Consulting. TCRG is a division of Transportation Compliance Resource Group. And with over 30 years of compliance and regulatory training and consulting, they are the company that can help you from the very startup of your new trucking commercial business to keeping your company compliant and up-to-date on the ever-changing federal motor carrier regulations. Their goal is to help their clients to comply with the FMCSRs. TCRG Consulting makes your DOT compliance easy and understandable, and they work hard to prevent interruption of your daily operation. So if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. Their services include obtaining DOT numbers, obtaining operating authority, new entrant carrier setup and training, driver qualifications, driver drug and alcohol training, maintenance records, CSA carrier reviews and counseling, data queue filings, plus a whole lot more. Their online special for Drivers and owner-operators is offering a yearly consulting service for only $99. So for $99 a year, you have access to online compliance chat, free telephone consultations up to 15 minutes per call, data queue filings, and you'll be able to keep up with the ever-changing regulations with an expert, not the guy or gal in the truck next to you. So for more information, go to their website at tcrgconsulting.com or email them at regguy at comcast.net. You can get a quote or ask an online question. So remember, if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. TCRG Consulting information and assistance to help you comply. Check them out, tcrgconsulting.com. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know, there's only one. Truth About Trucking Live. Now, back to the show. All right, that's going to do it. Appreciate you tuning in this evening, those in the chat room and on the call. We will try to catch you next week. Everybody have a safe uh, safe evening, and we'll catch you next time on uh, Truth About Trucking Live. Appreciate it.